0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide episode 392. Thanks so much for joining us once again. Welcome to you first time listeners. We hope you enjoy it. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the positive and negative effects of the coronavirus crisis on the tech world. You'll be surprised how to set yourself up to make the best quality video calls if you're working from home. And Apple has unveiled the new iPad Pro. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at Apple's new brand new MacBook Air. Samsung has also announced the pricing for its Galaxy Z Flip folding smartphone. And D-Link has launched a new 4G LTE router, very handy in these current circumstances. And we'll answer all your tech questions as we always do in the Tech help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected. And Norton, the company that keeps you protected. (laughs) Well, it's fair to say that the coronavirus has really affected every single one of us uh, in several ways, and for good or for good or bad, uh, I'm really uh, I'm really sad to see that so many people have been put out of work by this, and uh, I'm hoping that you get the help, the financial assistance that you need, uh, that you deserve. I think um, there was a quote, I think Tony Abbott had a good quote about this whole thing. He said, look, if if the government is responsible for putting the economy into a coma, then they need to provide the life support, which is exactly what they're doing with their stimulus packages and these offers for extended welfare and any other form of assistance. So I hope you're getting all of that. Meanwhile, the rest of the world is still trying to get on with things, including the tech industry. Uh, It has been impacted both negatively and strangely, it's also had a positive effect, which we'll get to in a moment. But... Initially, of course, the China was the uh, was where the virus will first flared, and uh, a lot of a lot of uh, factories were affected. That's where a lot of the companies build manufacture their products and ship them out to the rest of the world. So we already know that China was hit with severe production delays. So these companies had to delay products. Uh, Apple was facing an iPhone shortage. Motorola had to postpone the launch of their Razer folding smartphone as well, among countless other. Del- Delays that we've seen in the industry. The supply chain issues are also uh, putting a strain on production, and and from what I understand, they they are far from returning to normal levels. We're talking still four to six to eight weeks away from it being even close to resembling normal production. Uh, I mentioned the iPhone shortages already, although Apple still announced a couple of products during the week. We're going to talk about them uh, later in the show. That hasn't stopped them from pressing on with their new products. Uh, another, another effect of coronavirus, of course, is many Australians having to uh, work from home. Uh, And this is, we're going to talk in the next segment about making the best quality video calls as well, because we're doing a lot of video conferencing. I'm going to give you some tips on how you can look your best, best quality on your video calls, but more on that in the next segment. But what Working From Home has done is really forced us to take a look at our current setups. And by that, I mean our laptops, our desktop computers, and our wireless networks, I'm getting a lot of emails from you guys asking about how to improve the Wi-Fi because they're working from home and they find that this added load to their home network has really showed showed up some problems. A lot of them aren't getting a lot of people aren't getting the Wi-Fi speeds that they're thinking that they they, they think they should be getting and with the added load of them doing video conferencing from home and uploading and downloading documents and and other other data that it is really showing up some of the weaknesses. So as a result, people are using this opportunity to go and buy a new laptop or a new desktop computer. So computer companies, Apple included, are seeing a, a little bit of a jump in sales for people who want to have the best quality laptop they can afford so they can work from home. So it's really forced them to to look at what how their equipment is, how their setup is at home, and to make some changes. Same deal for the wireless networks. A lot of people are investing in mesh Wi-Fi routers and also uh, in in, in other normal regular routers and other products so that they can enjoy a better Wi-Fi experience at home as well. And this is on top of what they normally do, uh, streaming and, and using the internet, their online usage. So this is an added burden to that. We've spoken about the NBN and how it's going to cope. Just last week, they announced a 40% capacity increase for the retail service providers. So what this basically means is they've added a few lanes to the highway so that uh, retail service providers can provide that added bandwidth for customers, Uh, So it's called CVC, Connectivity Virtual Circuit, which is basically another word for capacity, which is another word for bandwidth. So they are hoping that this will make sure there are no roadblocks on the NBN, but it is going to be the ultimate stress test for the NBN as well, which which, on a positive note will highlight any problem areas that need addressing. So that, that could be the positive outcome of this. But in other things we're doing, um, so not only uh, of routers and mesh Wi-Fi systems, uh, sales of them have been on the increase. Of course, subscriptions to video conferencing services have also taken off here. So Zoom, GoToMeeting, they've they've seen significant rises as well. Zoom happens to be the one of the major sponsors of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, I I learnt a few weeks ago, and they're they're enjoying a bit of a boom time now. Although I think they've offered services for free to a lot of companies to get through these next few months. Uh, and as as we also said, the the self isolation. And working from home, people are buying products to help them in the event of a lockdown. I think people the reason for panic buying. We've seen people, you know, punch punch ups in in supermarket holes over toilet paper and hand sanitizer and all these other things. Is the, the the panic behind that? I think was people were anticipating a lockdown where they thought they won't be able to leave the house. That hasn't happened. I, I doubt very much that it will happen. And even if there is a lockdown, you still go, can go out and buy stuff for food and supermarkets and everything like that. So, but there still has been that level of panic buying of food and meat and other things that can be frozen. And we can confirm sales of chest freezers, so those standalone freezers, have absolutely spiked in the last few days. I was just ch- chatting to the guys at the, at the Good Guys and, and uh, JB Hi-Fi Home and all these other these appliance retailers, and they were saying that they're out of stock. People have rushed in and bought all the chest freezers, again, panic buying, freezing food that, that would potentially last for months and months, uh, and just cleaning the joint out of chest freezers. And I know a few electricians, just a few of my mates are electricians, and they've been installing power points left, right, and center so that people can actually plug in these extra standalone freezers. So that, that's, that's another effect of all of this. Sales of coffee machines have also increased way above normal levels because people are anticipating that they won't be able to leave the house to buy coffee. So they will, it's already been ruled that uh, you can only have takeaway food and coffee now. So there's no, none of these sitting at a cafe and enjoying your coffee anymore. Uh, so customers are thinking, well, I'm going to buy my own machine so I can have coffee at home. I, I can't go out and sit down for a coffee. So I'm going to make coffee at home. So people are they they're, they're preparing themselves for that. Now there was a similar move. Cast your mind back to all the way back to 2001 to 9/11, and the world was just in in absolute terror after this massive terrorist attack we were all everyone was scared there were there was people who were preferring to stay at home rather than venture out the world was in it was in this mood where uh it was it was encouraged for people to stay stay at home I think there was a lot of fear for venturing out and what what this was referred to back at the time they referred to it as cocooning where people were spending up buying products so that they could entertain themselves at home. And we're seeing the same thing happening here. People are spending big money on TVs and and entertainment equipment in anticipation that, well, the cinemas have just been closed, so they're not going to the movies anytime soon, so they need to entertain themselves at home. Now, back in 2001, it was the same deal. People were buying flat-screen TVs, which were quite new back then, home theatre system, audio products, so they could do that, so they can be entertained at home. Now, even before the cinemas were shut down, and this is this has happened in the last 24 hours where cinemas are closed, among other things, pubs and clubs and casinos and the like – People were already spending money on bigger and better TVs and home entertainment systems. So, uh, e- even before this coronavirus crisis, people were already uh, trending in that direction to buy themselves better TVs. I think this, this the the lockdowns and the self isolation has just been an excuse for them to actually pull the trigger and buy those products. The other thing, and I'm noticing from my contacts in the industry, is that other products have actually increased in sales in the last few weeks as well. Things like smart products, would you believe, wire-free cameras, video doorbells, sensors, They've all surged, smart lights, all those products have actually gone up. And from what I've been chatting with my my contacts in the industry, they're saying that, well, people are finding themselves at home and now have the time to tackle these projects that they've always wanted to do, including setting up these smart devices in their home. And they are finally able to do that because they find they've got a bit more spare time. They're working from home. There's le- there's more more time in the day for them. They don't have to commute. They don't have to sit in traffic for two hours a day. They're finding with that extra time, they're actually getting the opportunity to complete those projects that they've always been meaning to tackle. Uh, and the other the added benefit of having a smart setup like that is added security. So people could, in a time like this, uh, people want to... Uh, Cocoon and and make sure their home is a safe environment as well. Um, the other the other increase is the people are buying a lot of portable chargers. Uh, our friends at Belkin, Signet, and Laser have been telling us that more they've been selling more portable charges uh, batteries for in the last few weeks than they have in the past uh, in, in the months that's gone by already. So customers want to be able to charge their mobile phones wherever they are. There were also increased sales for cables as well. Cables uh, to connect and charge their devices has also increased in these times. Now, I think when when we come out of this and when life hopefully goes back to normal as soon as possible – I think what we're going to realise, especially employers, are going to realise that they can still run their businesses without their employees being in the office. And what what the the result might be was that staff might be given the option of maybe working part of their week from home. So you think about an employer may need less office space if they know that, say, they've got 10 seats in the in the office and 20 staff, they know that they can have 10 staff in the office and the other 10 could be working from home and then they can just swap around. So they can still have their workforce but not taking up as much office space. I'm pretty sure that once people have experienced this or they have been forced to do it, they realise just how well they can still do their job, then there may be an opportunity for them to keep doing that if that's that's actually what they desire. Uh, But I think, too, it does show in these trying times that we do have the ability to keep in touch with each other via video. And... I know there's been the opportunity for FaceTime and Skype and all these other th- these other facilities in the past, but I think now, more than ever, I think we, ch- we should consider staying in touch with our friends and family and loved ones, especially our older relatives in these times where they may be isolated, they're more vulnerable to the coronavirus, so or they might be in an aged care facility where people aren't allowed to visit them for their own safety. So it's, it's there's no rule against you giving them a call via your video, via FaceTime, via Skype, I think it might put a smile on their face in this, these troubling times. If you want to read more about that story, the positives and negatives of the coronavirus crisis, you can find that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, I mentioned earlier that a lot of us are working from home and the, the number of video conferences we've had and video briefings and meetings that I've had, I've had plenty last week. And so anyone working from home, what, how, how these employees are having their meetings is with these video conferencing applications. Zoom, I mentioned before, uh, GoToMeeting, all, the, all of these uh, applications offer a video connection. To your colleagues. Now, I've got some tips for you here because I've, I've had some interesting calls and there's been some interesting uh, ways that people have positioned their laptops and their backgrounds and how they sound. Uh, it, it has been actually quite funny. But I think to put your best foot forward, to give people the best opportunity to hear you and see you, I just wanted to share a few tips on what you can do. And the reason I know this is because uh, I've been working from home for many years, so nothing new to me, but I've also done a lot of video calls, including live crosses for TV stations. So I've done live crosses for Channel 10, for Sky News, and often when I'm overseas, they, and this isn't because of the coronavirus, it's just easier and cheaper to do this, they've uh, often asked me to connect via Skype. So I, if anyone who follows me on Instagram, it's at Stephen Fennec, so my, S-T-E-P-H-E-N Fennec. Uh, I did share a picture of, I was doing a live cross to Sky for my weekly Saturday tech segment, and I just gave people a glimpse at my setup, at how I set up the call, and then also shared an image of what it looked like on TV. Uh, and a lot of people uh, appreciated that little bit of insight because how it works. Whenever I make a, a I do a cross for for Sky for Sky or for Channel Ten, and I've done crosses from the US, from Europe, from all around the world uh, using Skype, the call or the cross is done in two parts. Part one is Skype, which provides the video feed for the segment. But the audio actually comes through a phone call. So when I'm about to go to air, we connect via Skype so they get the video. They can see me. But then they actually call me as well on my smartphone, and I've got a pair of, of wire-free uh, earphones so that I can actually hear the studio, and they take my audio from the, those earphones as well. So in the case of Sky News the other day, if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen this. I had my MacBook Pro 16-inch opened up. Uh, and I had it, and I had my AirPods Pro in as well. So that was me being able to hear uh, Tim Gilbert, who was the host for the Weekend Edition. And I, he was able to also hear me through the microphones on the AirPods Pro. So audio through the phone call and video through Skype. Now, your setup might not be as elaborate as that if you are calling into the office or part of one of you know 10 people on a video call. But I just want to offer a couple of tips on how you can improve the look uh, and uh, of your call and the audio quality of your of the video call as well. Tip number one is the the video part. So what you need to do, what I suggest, and if you look at this photo, if you are following me on Instagram, and I'll I'll try share it on Tech Guide as well. Uh, it will be shared on Tech Guide as well because I've written this these instructions on Tech Guide. What you need to do if you're calling in with your laptop, you need to position your laptop at eye level. So the camera on your laptop is in the top part of the screen. So make sure that is at eye level. So what you're getting is a a, a higher angle of your face. The the mistake a lot of people make is they keep the laptop on their desk, and I, I don't know about you, but I've been sick of looking up people's nostrils all week, and that's the look you get. You get this this up this uh, bottom to top view of your face. And it's basically looking up your nose. Now, to improve that, you can elevate your laptop. Just, you can even get just get like a few books or anything you can stack your to get your laptop up to a higher level. And then frame yourself in the screen so that you are looking at the camera so that you, it sees you at eye level rather than looking uh, from below your chin up your nose. Tip number one. Now, your background is another thing, too. Uh, There's been plenty of interesting backgrounds. I'm sure you've seen people sharing funny work-from-home scenarios. Uh, The classic was the guy who did a cross for CNN. Remember, he was talking there, and his little daughter walks in. Then the baby comes in with the walker, and his wife bolts into the room and drags them out. That went viral, that video. Now, your background... But not only your people in your background, but what your background looks like. Try to find a plain background. There are some applications that actually let you put a fake background in, which is okay, but you don't need to go to that much trouble. Position yourself in front of a blank wall or a nice bookcase. Be careful what's on the back wall because it could be distracting. There could be some books that are, might be or some odd books and titles that maybe distract people from what you're saying. So keep an eye on your background as well. On the audio side, as I mentioned, I used my airPods on my phone but you can you can pair Bluetooth headphones and earphones to your laptop or your desktop computer. So if you're doing if you want to provide better audio quality the audio the microphone on a pair of good earphones and headphones is way better than the microphone on your computer with some exceptions I've got a MacBook Pro 16 it has exceptional microphones it sounds great. But if you don't have a MacBook 16-inch, MacBook you may want to improve the quality of your audio so they can hear you just as well as they can see you as well. A few tips there for you. I know we're going to be doing a lot of these video conferences and calls. They're the best tips that I can offer you. So sort out your video, uh, your, your, your background, sort out the height and positioning of your laptop, give yourself the best look, Uh, and also your audio, you can improve how you sound to the other people on the call. You want to read more about that, check it out, techguide.com.au. I mentioned at the top of the show that Apple were were doing it tough uh, over the last few weeks. Their their factory output has been drastically reduced amid the coronavirus dramas. But that hasn't stopped the company from releasing two new products. They unveiled the iPad Pro and they've also unveiled the MacBook Air. We're going to talk about the MacBook Air because I've already reviewed that in the review section. But for now, I'm just going to give you the top line look at the iPad Pro. The device has a new A new pro-level camera system, so it's got dual cameras, similar to what you'll find on the iPhone 11. There's also next-level processor as well, so you've got an 8-core CPU. Uh, It's the A12Z Bionic chip, so this is laptop-quality processing getting here eight core cpu it's got a powerful neural engine as well so amazing processing capabilities in the palm of your hand of course 11 and 12.9 inch retina liquid retina displays uh, as you'd expect the screens also have a 120 hertz refresh rate which is pretty nice really nice smooth scrolling and performance Uh, so that that's pretty nice there's the dual camera system I mentioned has a 12 megapixel ultra wide lens and a, 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 and a 10 megapixel wide lens as well. Uh, it's the first time there's been a dual camera on an iPad Pro. So it does really help. It can shoot 4K video as well. So a lot of people think taking a, taking pictures and videos with an iPad, they, they think you look like a bit of a goose, but not so with the iPad Pro because the quality's there. You've got this massive screen as your viewfinder. A, a, a lot of people are taking the opportunity to shoot video on the iPad because it gives them a lot of room to move uh, on, on the screen. You can actually see what you're framing up and the quality's actually pretty good as well. It's 4K uh, as well, so that, that's really nice. The other inclusion on the camera module is a LiDAR scanner. Now, what is LiDAR? That This is a, a technology that measures the distance to nearby objects. So it can measure objects up to five meters away and give you a better understanding of what it's looking at. So this really comes into help to, handy when you're taking photos, but also comes in handy when you're using augmented reality. So it does improve the 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 detection of the, the not only the objects, but also the spaces between the objects. So you can do things that these these uh, apps that use AR kit are now even more powerful. So you can, I think IKEA have a great app that allows you to uh, place different bits of furniture in the room, and you can see exactly what it looks like just by aiming the iPad in the particular room where you want to position that bit of furniture. So you get an idea of the size and look of it in that room. So it looks like it's actually there. So that's that's really handy as well. Biggest improvement as well. The there's a new accessory called the Magic Keyboard. Now, what it does, for the first time, the iPad Pro now has trackpad support. So you can actually either use the Magic Keyboard, which uh, connects to the iPad Pro. It actually, it, it suspends the iPad Pro above it using this magnetic connection. It looks really cool. Uh, they're not available till May, though. But there is a trackpad on the, on the keyboard, similar size keyboard as you'd find on a 16-inch MacBook. Backlit keys as well. And with that trackpad support means it now has a cursor, so you can actually move around. You can even pair, and that's the, that's uh, possible now with the iPad Pro. You can pair a mouse or a trackpad, a separate mouse or trackpad, and you'll see the cursor, which appears as a little circle on the screen. So you can, it's it's bringing it even closer to being this laptop replacement. So really easy, the trackpad or the mouse lets you scroll web pages and scroll your photo library. And won't change how you work with third-party apps either. Uh, And and it it attaches beautifully too. It magnetically attaches to the Magic Keyboard, the iPad Pro, and it actually floats above the full-size backlit keyboard. And it's got a cantilevered hinge, so you can actually adjust the screen's viewing angle to to any angle you like. There's also a USB-C port on the Magic Keyboard, on the hinge part. So what that does, it allows you to uh, have pass-through charging so that what that means is you can charge the iPad Pro through the keyboard. That leaves the actual USB-C port on your iPad Pro free for you to connect to a hard drive or an external display. So that's handy as well. Uh, the the new the Magic Keyboard though is it's over five hundred dollars. Uh, it, it's not cheap. So uh, it, it is or the cost of another iPad, if you, you can say. But you do get a, a full size. MacBook Pro quality keyboard you are getting a trackpad it's a backlit keyboard really does complete the picture if you are an iPad Pro user which tends to be the the your higher end user goes for the iPad Pro you put that person looking for that laptop replacement it does when you combine the price of the keyboard and the iPad Pro itself it does put it in the MacBook Air and MacBook Pro pricing anyway So customers have the choice. The thing that the iPad Pro offers that none of the MacBooks offer is a touchscreen. You'll never, ever, ever see a touchscreen on a MacBook, ever, because they know that you can buy an iPad to do that. And the iPad Pro, in this case, can do a great job as a laptop replacement. They start at thirteen hundred and twenty-nine dollars for the eleven-inch, sixteen hundred and forty-nine dollars for the twelve-point-nine, and you can spec that up to, with memory and Wi-Fi plus cellular. They go on sale uh, this week, March twenty-five, and uh, there's a review coming in the in the in the next week. You'll uh, next week's show. I'll give you my full review of the iPad Pro. But in the meantime, if you want to read more about it, you can check it out at TechGuide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by our friends at Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now we live in a world where we're constantly connected and there's, we were susceptible to cyber attacks, phishing scams, ransomware from on, online predators and big data tracking our every move. Well, Just because the cyber threats have evolved doesn't mean Norton hasn't evolved with it. In fact, they're ahead of the curve. The new Norton 360 gives you next level protection, combining the power of device security with a secure VPN to help keep you and your family safe and private online. The new Norton 360 is all-in-one protection for your devices and online privacy. It's available now at leading retailers or au.norton.com. And now a tech guide review with Stephen Fennec. Our review this week is another Apple product, and I've had I have had the opportunity to review this one already. Uh, I'm talking about the MacBook Air. This is the 2020 version of the MacBook Air, and I've got to say, the best version of this computer to date. Now, I was actually in the audience. At Macworld 2008, when then CEO Steve Jobs unveiled the very first MacBook Air. And it, he did it, as, as you'd expect, in dramatic style. He was talking about how the, even the thinnest laptops in the market were not even in the same ballpark as this new MacBook Air that he just announced, but we hadn't seen it yet. He was saying that even the thickest part of the, of the MacBook Air was still thinner than the, than the thinnest part of their computers. And what he did to demonstrate how thin it was, he pulled the original MacBook Air out of an inter-office envelope. Look it up on YouTube. It is the, I was there but it is quite dramatic. And what's happened since then is that every other computer company, this jaw-dropping moment, every other computer company since then, it's been like a space race to get a thin and powerful and light laptop like the MacBook Air. They've succeeded, these other companies. We're seeing a lot more of them now, but Apple was the first to really push into this area and just to dramatically uh, reduce the size and weight of their laptop, but still maintain a decent level of power. Now, with this latest version, they've come a long way in in increasing the power and the performance. They've doubled the standard SSD drive memory. It's now 256 gigabytes. You can actually, if you want to, spec that up all the way to two terabytes if you want. Now, the other improvement is the processing power. Now, this is the 10th generation Intel Core processor on board, and it too can be configured all the way up to an i7 processor. Now, at that level you're getting way better performance. It's it's twice the speed. It's up to 80% faster on the graphic side as well. So what suddenly you can now do with a MacBook Air was previously something that a MacBook Pro wouldn't usually handle. And what's happened now is that a lot of these borderline customers with MacBook Airs of the past, they're thinking, I need to do the occasional video editing and photo editing and co- graphics and all these things, I want to play the high-end games. And they all thought, well, I'm going to have to spend extra money to buy a MacBook Pro. And that extra cash that they've spent, they only use that extra power of the MacBook Pro occasionally. So good to know they've got that power if they need it, but it's kind of like breaking an egg with a sledgehammer. It's, it's a lot of computer for what they generally need it for. Now, with the MacBook Air, that situation is completely changed because now it's got your back in terms of video editing jobs, picture editing, gameplay. It's all there for you. So you, you can rest assured with this additional power and the ability to spec it up all the way up to an i7 processor that you still have the power in your hands. Despite it being still as thin and light as it ever has been, it still has the power and the performance to back it up. Now, other changes on board, and this is probably the biggest difference, a lot of customers will really appreciate this news, is the new Magic Keyboard, which takes uh, it, it rem- hasn't, doesn't have the butterfly mechanism anymore. It's got the new scissor mechanism that was introduced on the 16-inch MacBook Pro. And I've got to say, much, much better keyboard. Uh, way better typing there's one millimeter of travel what that means is that the key actually moves a little bit before the keys were a bit stiff and it just wasn't as comfortable to type but what they've done now with this extra one millimeter of travel is that they've given that comfort uh, and made typing a little bit more accurate and certain Uh, that really nice better feeling under your fingers uh, before, as I mentioned, with the butterfly mechanism, typing was a bit more rigid. It wasn't quite as, as responsive and accurate. Uh, if you're a fast typer, the older version of the keyboard it wasn't uncommon to ha- a keystroke not to register. So you, you might have hit a key as you're touch typing and it hasn't it hasn't registered. Not, not often, but it, it, it happened and there, was, there were complaints from users. Um, the other benefit too of having this new keyboard mechanism is also a little quieter. So not much not too much clack clacking of the keys. Uh, you, you can type in comfort and also be quiet at the same time. Another change they've introduced is the inverted T cursor key. So the arrow keys are now an inverted T, so much easier to navigate even without looking at them. On the audio side, the MacBook Air has also had a slight improvement, uh, a slightly better bass and a bit more volume capacity now, so it's a little bit louder. Uh, Not in the same league as the 6-inch MacBook Pro. That was just superb. But still good enough to improve your movie or gaming experience on the computer. Uh, FaceTime camera, a lot of people will not like the fact that it's still only 720p, it's not quite full HD uh, on board, but you do get a pretty fast and accurate touch ID, there's no face ID, not like on a lot of Windows uh, laptops, although Apple could really do it, they've got some great face ID technology. Not available on any of the MacBooks, for that matter, but uh, they still have that Touch ID, so the button that'll wake up your computer instantly when it reads your fingerprint. Um, And the good news, too, is that after all these improvements and enhancements, the MacBook is actually cheaper than last year's model. So the base model uh, is $100 cheaper than it was last year, and you're getting like twice the memory, twice the speed, all these improvements. Uh, Starts at $1,599, so I think that's tremendous value as the, this is is Apple's bread and butter laptop, and it still has that nice 13-inch retina display. There's only two Thunderbolt USB-C ports. Would have been great to have four, but For that, you need to buy a MacBook Pro. That's why Apple's made the distinction there. Two, that that was plenty for us. Uh, There's also a headphone jack on the other side. Still thin, still light, and probably one of the best all-round laptops you can buy right now. Big fan of the MacBook Air. The 2020 MacBook Air starts at $1,599. And if you want to read our review, you can check it out, (laughs) techguide.com.au. Well, Samsung have announced the pricing and availability for the Galaxy Z Flip foldable smartphone. Now, you'll remember you cast your mind back to the Galaxy S20 launch uh, the Galaxy Z Flip was the other device that was announced at that event. I can't believe they made that event February uh, when that event was on, and then everything was shut down, everything was cancelled, including Mobile World Congress. Samsung has sailed through this pretty well. They haven't really been affected in terms of their launches and their uh, their their, la- their product releases as well. Galaxy S20 is apparently doing big business in stores. And the Galaxy Z Flip is certain to follow uh, down that path as well when it goes on sale on April 3 uh, for $2,199. Now, you'll remember on Tech Guide, we've already had a hands-on look at this. It opens up to reveal a 6.7-inch display. And this is their ultra-thin glass. That's actually a, a very thin layer of glass that you're bending and closing. So it looks slimmer. And glossier to look at. And we went hands on with it in San Francisco. You can see our video on Tech Guide there as well. When it's open, it's 6.73 centimeters long and just 6.9 millimeters thick, but has a really long, deep look. It's 21.9 by 9 aspect ratio. So, really long and thin screen, which means it's really easy to hold it in one hand. But the cool feature is that the hinge can rest open at various angles. So what this means, it's good for several reasons. Number one, you can just rest your phone to take a selfie. You can put it on a shelf and the camera's pointing at you. You can take a selfie. I think you hold your hand up and then it goes into an automatic countdown to take your picture. Very cool. You can also position it to watch content. So you can just position on your desk or on your tray table, wherever you happen to be and you can still watch all your content using that that special hinge, which can be opened at various angles. Uh, this it, it was already released in the US as well, and it's done massive business in in the US. And the price, look, two thousand one hundred ninety nine dollars sounds expensive, and it is. But when you compare it to other devices, namely the Motorola Razr, which is 2699 bucks which is way more expensive than the Galaxy Z Flip, Samsung are actually coming in at not a bad price. Now, the specs of this are slightly behind what you'd expect on, say, the S20, this is designed to appeal to a more fashion-conscious user. I think a lot of women are going to be attracted to this. Uh, it, it does have that appeal. It's a very trendy, I think, a younger younger person using this. Uh, as I said, a lot of women, I think females are going to really appreciate it as well. It does fold down pretty small, so it fits in your pocket really nicely or your bag. Uh, I think w- the, the, we haven't quite defined who the customer for this device is. I can't see this as being a like a high flying executive using this. It's a bit more of a fashion statement, this one, rather than a power device. But I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it soon. And as soon as I do that, of course, I will probably be publishing my review on Tech Guide. But in the meantime, if you want to check it out, you take a look at the device and our hands-on, by the way, we've done that. Check it out at techguide.com.au. D-Link have launched a new 4G LTE router, uh, so you'll be able to connect from anywhere. This is a very timely device. This is the, the DWR956 Wireless 4G LTE Router. Now, what does that mean? It means it's got a slot for a 4G data sim, so you can achieve speeds of up to 150 megabits per second, and upload speeds of up to 50 megabits per second. But because it's a router, you can connect other devices to the network in your home or your office. So think about in the current situation where you gotta work from home or work out of the office somewhere remotely, you can plonk this anywhere and create a wireless network for you and your colleagues wherever you happen to be. So you can convert any space into an office in an instant. So everyone can connect with their mobile devices, their laptops to the D-Link device. Now it supports WPA, WPA2, MAC address filtering, WPS for easier device connection. You know, when you pair connection to a new network. So really easy to set up and get and be up and running. It also has gigabit LAN ports, so you can actually physically connect products with a cable to the device. So you might have a laptop, for example, you can actually have an Ethernet cable between the laptop and the router, physical connection. Of course, it'll take your wireless connection. that's what it's there for, but you can also connect it with a cable as well. It's also possible to create a guest Wi-Fi network. Uh, you can even give them a separate password with security settings, uh, and that, that, that gives them the access to your network as well. Now, you can even connect an analog phone for calls through this thing as well. It's got an FXS port, so you can make calls via the internet, depending, of course, on your internet service provider's service settings. So, uh, very handy little device, this one. It also has a built-in firewall, so it makes it even more secure. Uh, and even supports IPSec, which may, means you can actually create secure VPN connections if you're connecting back to a school or to a corporate uh, connection as well. So really handy device to use, the dwr 956 ac G glte router, available now for $349.95. And I think a really handy product came along just at the right time where people are working remotely and wherever they can. Uh, This is an ideal product for you. You want to check that out? You can take a look at it at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Now, we upgrade our phones and our TVs and our laptops, but when was the last time you upgraded your home Wi-Fi? Well, the time's come it's right here, Wi-Fi 6. If you want to watch your shows on services like Netflix and Stan and all those streaming services, Disney Plus, then you need the newest line of high-performance routers from Netgear. It's like giving your streaming the VIP treatment. The new Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 routers give you ultra-fast speeds and wider connection throughout your home. You get four times the capacity of today's Wi-Fi, which means you can connect more devices and stream simultaneously without impacting Wi-Fi speed and reliability. It's the biggest revolution in Wi-Fi ever. And you can be one of the very first to have the next generation of Wi-Fi 6 technology with a Netgear Nighthawk router. Turn your Wi-Fi up to 6 with a Netgear Wi-Fi 6 router. So check it out. Go to netgear.com wifi Wi-Fi 6. That's netgear.com slash Wi-Fi and the number 6. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech God Help Desk brought to you by our mates at Belkin. And as I mentioned, they're they're selling portable batteries and cables and chargers. Uh, That's the place to go, belkin.com forward slash au if you need any of those. Uh, Our help desk question is about the NBN and locating your modem. I get a lot of emails from you guys talking about where the modem is positioned in your home now i know the nbn has a policy when it's connecting modems to find the first point in your home from the street to connect the modem and often the modem comes in through your phone connection so your first phone point might be at the very front corner of your house in fact that happened to me it was front corner of my house is my home theater and my office is further back into the house, down, down the left-hand side of my home. So I had to arrange with my internet service provider, which was Optus, to move the connection back to the my desired location. Uh, so in that instance, the NBN were doing their job. They were positioning the router where they were told to. It's up then to the internet service provider, your retail service provider, to position it where you want It may cost you a little bit extra money to relocate it, to get a technician, but it'll be worth it in the long run because your modem is in a position in your home that's going to give you an even spread of Wi-Fi. Uh, When it's centrally located, it can help you. I always recommend people to get mesh Wi-Fi systems anyway, but I did have one letter in particular, uh, an email from a reader saying that my modem's in my garage, And how do I get the internet to the back of my house, the Wi-Fi to the back of the house? So that was the the problem right there. My suggestion was to contact their internet service provider to try to run the connection to another phone point in the house so that it it does come from there. So you may need to pay a few bucks to get a technician to come out. You're right, your service provider might do it for free. But it, it is an important thing to consider if you are about to get your NBN connection, just make sure that you can get it where you want. It can make a world of difference you uh, if, if and it's having it in the central part of your house does make setting up a better wi-fi network uh i often recommend the mesh wi-fi as i said that really helps if the modem's in the center of the house and then the satellite can look after the rest of the premises to get even wi-fi for all your streaming and everything you need working from home nowadays as well because we're all doing that you're listening to tech guide And that's our show for this week. Everything we've spoken about, you can find at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Info at techguide.com.au is the email address. We also want to give a special shout out to our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs. And Norton, the company that keeps you and your family safe online. Support the sponsors that support us. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, Stay safe and stay connected.